0: As we all know, 2020 has been a year of unprecedented challenges for the hospitality industry and for the myriad talented men and women working in it. We've teamed up with our friends at Bullock Bourbon to present a special series of Life Behind Bars dedicated to this issue.
1: We'll be talking to bartenders across the country about what they've gone through during this pandemic and what they see for the future. Bourbon to his whole coronavirus crisis has helped support the hospitality industry. And they've recently announced a new Bullet Frontier Fund with an initial donation of $250,000, which they'll be using to support North American hospitality workers. And in conjunction with that, they're also launching a new social program called Bullet Bar Skills, which will feature a range of cocktail videos made by bartenders up on their Instagram page and will be available for home bartenders to watch and improve their skills. And hopefully all these programs and our podcasts will help bartenders across the country come back stronger and better once the coronavirus is finished. Cheers. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars, What I've Learned. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast half-full editor. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and co-host, David Wonger. How are you, Dave? I'm okay. How are you? Good. got a very special edition today with uh, some of uh, my favorite folks in uh, the bar and cocktails industry uh, talking about an important topic basically what's next for bars, um, you know, towards the end of this pandemic, hopefully there is one. And, and what comes <laughs> after her, um, oh. it's hard to think about life after, but, uh, I,
0: mean, I know one thing's for certain is we're going to be drinking it at each one of these people's bars because absolutely. Uh, these are, these are some, uh, some of the best in the business and, uh, some real, real persistent people.
1: Oh, for sure. We, we have Jeffrey Morgenthaler from, uh, a Portland, uh, Argonne um, and Ivy Mix from our own Brooklyn, New York, and then Alexis Brown from the Windy City from Chicago, and uh, we'll bring on our panel now. Welcome, Alexis, Jeffrey, and Ivy. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Hey, everybody. Hi.
2: Hi. Thank you for having us.
1: Well, Dave and I have have spent... uh, uh, you know, an enjoyable, um, last, uh, couple of weeks interviewing, talking to bartenders around the country about how they've been handling, you know, different challenges and aspects of the pandemic. And, you know, this is one of the conversations I've been looking forward to the most about sort of, you know, where you think, you know, the future of the industry is going,
0: you know, obviously things are going to change and, uh, it's people like you guys who are going to be changing it. So we're kind of curious ourselves to hear where we're going to be drinking in the future. <laughs>
1: <After> <laughs> and all and this is
0: over, hopefully, hopefully and somewhere. Yeah.
1: Yes. That, that is a good point. <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs>
3: the thing I keep on saying is, uh, you know, I've actually never seen game of Thrones ever. But uh, I keep on saying winter is coming mm. because like who the hell yeah. knows what's happening yeah. once that happens. That's
2: what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. We're we're, in, we're enjoying summertime shy right mm-hmm. now, but uh, right around the corner, just a couple months late, months and a few things are going to be different and we're going to have to ebb and flow with how to, you know, be outside Mm -hmm. in those temperatures and if people even want to. So I think that, you know, while to-go cocktails are cool right now and it's a thing because we haven't had it in a long, long, long time, you already know that when it's winter and people want to be out inside these uh, delivery organizations, so in the, uh, the places that are having like Instacart and stuff like that, they're going to be on top of the game. And that that's that forward thinking.
1: Yeah. Like looking into your crystal balls, what do you think, you know, what do you think the winter will hold? How will it be different than, than what we're doing now? God. <laughs> 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 that sums it up. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning yeah. in. Uh, that's the future. And yeah. uh,
4: that's what's next. Kind of what Alexis was saying. Like, this is just like, this is all just, dream world you know like like of course everybody wants to come get your to-go strawberry blended margarita right now that's a delightful but like come come january it's like nobody you know like nobody's nobody's leaving the house to go get a blended strawberry margarita
3: (laughs) yeah no kidding like dry january oh yeah yeah (laughs) dry january plus that's not gonna be a thing there's
4: gonna be no no dry january nobody's doing dry january that's (laughs)
2: That's yeah, that's 2022.
4: There is no dry January yeah, 2021. No I'm I'm putting the prediction down right now. <laughs> Call me on it. Nobody's doing dry January. <laughs>
2: that even if they do do it, they're gonna lie about it. They're gonna lie about it. They're exactly. About it. exactly. No kidding. <laughs> <Keeping
1: up. laughs> I'll give you that, and I do think that in some of the 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 colder places around the country, I've seen people already talking about heaters like building structures but i i don't know i mean so I, you can't build like indoor like structures because
0: yeah because that, no. that's indoors oh problem yeah you have just recreated the indoors mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. could build little yep. pods yeah it's gonna be more potty a lot more <laughs> yeah. potty. we put the yeah. potty in potty. Potty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i gotta say you know we've been uh my, my my wife karen and i have been having people over for drinks in the, in our backyard Throughout this, which we're fortunate enough to have, and we went out and bought a heater, you know, a butane heater, and we just stuck it under the stairs to wait, because uh, those things are going to be very hard to find.
3: Yeah, but they're yeah. at least in New York City they are legal. We right. are not allowed to have them for commercial. You can't even use them yeah. in the backyard. We were using the heaters uh, at my bar in Brooklyn, and. The fire department came, this is years ago before COVID was ever a thing. And they're like, you're not allowed to have these here. And here's a $10,000 fine. And we we're like, oh, oh.
1: Okay. Well, that, that's a good, <laughs> yeah. that's a good tip right there. Yeah. Like if people are really yeah. considering, Ooh. you know, installing some kind of heating system. Don't do that. Yeah. Or, or like that, you obviously that changes from, from uh, municipality to municipality, but like that's something mm-hmm. that we're all going to have to deal with too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, um, like you said, if uh, that we have them on the patios here in Chicago, but I don't know, like, what the f- square footage of how close one can be to another, or how long, or what you know, who, yeah. Chicago will try to um, uh, find a tax or a fee or something that they can put oh, on top car. of it. So they're gonna, I'm pretty sure we'll, fig- we'll figure out what come what that's coming with during the uh, colder months, but. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything like that in Chicago. I don't know what they're going to do here, to be honest. Like, I'm really interested to just see. I have a hunch, but there is a really trial and error. Yeah, Just because even how to-go cocktails even came here, you know, it's really just about finding the, filling the void. And if people are losing money, they do not want the city to lose money. So they're going to figure out a way to make it happen.
1: Well, well, let's say like, you know, There is a vaccine, you know, or or let's say there's a vaccine that, that works and we're able to like, you know, everybody's able to get it. You know, what do bars look like, you know, even after we can go back inside, you know, do you think that there's going to be real big changes to, you know, the way that they're designed and, and will behave in them.
2: I honestly think that everything is just going to get very exclusive where it is going to be reservation only and there, and you have to like actually submit something to say, I have this and it's dated and this is the la- this is when I got it or. Like this the vaccine. Out, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I work now, you know, everyone is required. We have to go every two weeks to get COVID tested in order to be able to work. They want a constant update as to yeah. what's, you know, us on our side and then making sure that we take the protocols and precautions to not just to do everything safely. Yeah.
3: The only thing I can hope for is that things go back to somewhat of normalcy. I mean, my type of I mean, we're in the hospitality industry, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I love cocktails. Don't get me wrong. I love cocktails, but I also just mm-hmm. find genuine. Uh, satisfaction and meaning in my life of being around people and touching them and hugging mm-hmm. them and giving them something. And like I designed my bar so it's skinny enough that I can lean over it and hug people. And now that that's not a possibility, it's like, yeah. well, what the hell are we doing anyway? Like right. bartending out of Cambrose is not my idea of a good time. Yeah. So, I hope that I really hope that, you know, the Spanish flu What followed the Spanish flu? The Roaring 20s. My hope Mm -hmm. is that we're in the 20s again. The Roaring 20s will come again. That is my hope. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that we have new age flappers and people are wearing diamonds and feathers in their hair. That's what I hope.
2: (laughs) But, But I don't know. You have to get creative with either how you engage with people and I think that this will actually weed out the people who are doing it just for, uh, you know, like, who just do it for the paycheck or just for uh, the clout, where you really, like, if you want to take care of these people and. Uh, engage with them you have to figure out different ways of touching without touching you know what I mean and that comes from our energy and our warmth so those people who are have those that high energy and that are hospitable and actually accommodating they're going to thrive right now because the definition of like being a host you have to be able to you we all know and we encompass this but you have to be able to think progressively you have to be able to think out kind of outside the box and, and, and understand how to be a people person. And we're seeing right now that, you know, we're the, ones like struggling because we're like, we need people, we need people. And we're wanting to get right back into that space. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that the people who are, who are made for this industry and really like understand what it's about, they'll thrive.
1: I feel like I have to ask Jeffrey this. You know, we've talked a lot. You know, you were on a previous episode of of Life Behind Bars a couple of years ago when your last book came out and talking about the new <laughs> rules then of, of bartending and drinking, which seems like a long time ago. <laughs> even though it was only about two years ago, um, a recurring theme in, in this mini series of podcasts is that, you know, the types of drinks that people want now, like to go, are very different than the types of drinks. That were popular that we were making or that you would see on menus before the pandemic started do you think that we're going to enter like a different kind of generation different wave of, of cocktails once this is all over
4: i think we already have to be honest with you um, at least what I've been seeing, you know, just on friends, uh, social media, and just like, you know, sharing, like, kind of new menus with friends, and and certainly like the menus that that we're doing these days, everything's just a lot more kind of like, lax and fun, you know, like, nobody's, nobody's really, uh, I, I think that the market's kind of like self correcting and that like this era of of like sitting in a dark bar with with a like a bitter stirred cocktail just seems like really really kind of weird now and everybody just <laughs> like wants to be outside fresh air Thank fun God. you know and it's just like all of the like all, you know it's just like all of the housemate bullshit and all the you know tinctures and drops of you know roots and barks and all that <laughs> <laughs> like you know and the, and the people that are are still interested in that really interested in it, they're they're doing it at home they're like my my website has yeah. like never been busier like mm-hmm. people <laughs> looking for for you know those kinds of recipes but um, as far as like the experience I think people want something to take their mind off of uh, uh, you know yeah how scary like a dark I mean like a dark bar and closed bar seems really scary right yeah. now yeah
3: I think those it's hilarious <laughs> going to the East Village in Manhattan right now and like going to all these speakeasy style bars and uh, forced out into the street and I keep on (laughs) being like, isn't this the best thing ever? Like daylight and and, 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 like you're getting a tan, some vitamin D that's Mm -hmm. good
1: Yep. in a former broom closet that you have to knock three <laughs> times. Off. Yeah, exactly,
3: yeah. I mean, I, exactly. I Jeffrey's just like huddling in his closet with a thunder blanket, thinking
1: right. of you, <laughs> You can't get that table. That's the hardest table in New York to get.
0: I got nothing against those drinks. You know what? What I'm I'm happy to see is is maybe like uh, pumping the brakes on on the attitude that came with them. That you know, sacred communion, and uh, you're here to. To admire my art and uh and and you know all the endless things that, that went into that 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 whole uh, arrogance uh uh that lack of friendliness the inability to tell a joke or the disinclination to i think uh you know anybody who went into bartending for to, to, mm-hmm. to be a uh, refined uh, upper class artist is uh now finding something else to do because uh mm-hmm. you know you can't do that over Cambros you need you need people to empower you. <laughs> now you're working a service bar, and, and well, I think it's I
3: yeah. It. I think it's funny right now, like going and talking to people who have like mm-hmm. everyone's just trying to go through their inventory, like all the like he, mm-hmm. years of of cocktail you know, liquor rooms that you're like, what the fuck am I going to do with all this yeah. Uh You know, you're like, I don't Good like, I that. don't, you know, I can, I'm speaking from experience. I've got seven <laughs> bottles in my liquor room. Yeah. So people are all of a sudden moving away from, am I going to use a teaspoon, a quarter ounce or a half right. ounce of whatever. And they're oh. doing like, how the hell do I use this Genopi? You know, mixology has become batchology, and people are like, "What the fuck's in this?" Like, I don't know. It's literally throw it all in, <laughs> throw
0: it all in, right?
3: Yeah, throw it all in there. Use up your inventory, and I think that's making people more humble.
0: Drake is the with same you with know, yellow, yellow
1: chartreuse; you can mix it. Yeah. yeah, sure,
3: right, exactly.
1: <laughs> It'll taste fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think it also leads to you know a lot of creativity. Like, you know, we. Dave and I were on a previous episode of this series, we were talking to Eric Castro and he was saying that like the more structure has, you know, has made him be more creative. It's more challenging when you're, you're you can't use every possible thing, right? When it's just, you're trying to get through, you know, what's in your closet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that has led people down much different road in terms of bartending than, than we've gone down in a long time.
2: Yeah, we just um, opened this bar literally during the pandemic, but this is new, uh, a new location for, for our bars. So they're like learning as they go, but they have a lot of room to say, oh, okay, we're just going to do something very simple. But, you know, like I said, it's that creativity, like, uh, and, and it's a good team. Everybody on the team loves hospitality. It's not just for the money. So, you know, like I worked service well last night and it was like invigorating in a way because it made me feel purposeful. Like, Let me get these tickets <laughs> out. <We're> right. <laughs> At the end, I kept asking all the surfers, like, hey, did anybody have any feedback on the cocktails? Like, did it where they were? They made pissed about times. What, what was going on? Oh, it was good. They were good. I'm like, good. As long as everybody on the floor is good, and I'm happy. It was a good night with no bar back. First shift.
3: <laughs>
1: Awesome. <laughs> wow. Mm. Oh, yeah. Dave and I have talked about this. Dave wrote actually a great story about the history of uh, bar stools a couple of years ago mm. um, and you know, how they came into being. And I, I keep thinking like bars are going to reopen and there will be no stools maybe. I know, Dave, you're not a big fan of bar stools, but I still feel oh. that will be weird to walk into yeah. every bar and there'll be no stool. <laughs> I like a bar stool anyway. if I'm
0: going to sit and eat, you know. Mm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if I'm just drinking, I think uh, you're better off standing because uh, otherwise you get that whole line of backs of, of people who are now too close together. So, uh, you know, that's mm-hmm. a problem too.
1: Look, if we have to sacrifice bar stools to reopen bars, I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally fine to make that sacrifice. Yeah,
3: I personally I never like eating. Like even when I go anywhere I go, people like table or bar. I think, Oh, what's gonna be an hour wait for a table? I'm like, I don't even want to sit there. I don't like sitting across from people. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> go with my friend or my <laughs> date and sit facing the bartender and sit by the side. and you know. Um, I hope we get bar stools. God, I hope so. Oh, it's yeah. Of- yeah. I, you see people doing like plexiglass, you know, I got a pedicure the other day and I was in like a little like saran wrap bubble and my toes were sticking out. And it was like, I hope bartending doesn't end up like this. I mean, (laughs) if
0: if you go, if you go to like Ireland and and England, they got a lot of old Victorian pubs with screens, like every, every three or four feet down. Oh, the snugs. Yeah. You know, these very elaborate like stained glass screens. Uh, that's basically so you can be snooty and don't have to talk to the people next to you because that it's shows so it, bad. They are, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you, you don't find that in the Republic of Ireland, you find it in the north. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave that there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> they have them in the churches,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
4: But you
3: know, you don't really yeah. want to
4: see anybody at
3: church. Forgive me, Father. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah,
2: <laughs> I've been noticing that there are people who are very, very on top of things, like you know you can when you get seated you can take your mask off they will sit and wait until their food comes Mm -hmm. and they're eating and then put the mask right back on and it's like like i'm in the middle of like where that is because it's like well even if even if you're eating and you're there's no one else around you and you're in your own bubble then you're fine so there are people that really do want that like very close and privacy but want to be out in a different environment than where they are so what may happen is some type of like bar development where you know there are sliding um plexiglass or things that can be wiped down easily and they retract back in or they can be hidden if they want to be and they can have like only up to two or only up to four it's gonna like so that people i guess can manage it because I mean, that's the reality of, <laughs> of the situation we're in. We're not going to be turning tables like how we used to be. So it's going to be a different type of experience.
0: I mean, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, legislators are going to uh, start, like, requiring uh, new uh, ventilation systems and bars and things like that, if that's going to be another thing to deal mm-hmm. with, where you've got, yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, air sucked up to the ceiling and blown out rather than cross-circulation and all kinds of stuff like that.
3: They're they're all they're all in cahoots with the airlines. I know that it's like I forget who it is, but some air filter
2: company. See, those are like, the stocks we yeah. should have been investing in a way long time. Ago. <laughs> it turns out.
0: Yes. <laughs> I should have got my plumbing exactly. and HVAC license.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it is interesting because I think the business is always changing, but it's definitely in ways in the last six months. I mean, even this, like now you have to be an expert on like the type of like air filter and air circulation stuff, which is so beyond like what we would normally think about in terms of like, or design instead of, you know, uh, how many banquettes, it's now like how many filters can we put in? I mean, it's, Mm -hmm.
3: but it's always kind of been that way. It's like, I am, I can't even tell you how much I wish I didn't know about electricity and plumbing. Like, (laughs) I know so much, and I'm so don't need it. And I did. I wish I didn't have to know it. But like, I know the best kind of plunger, the best kind of plunger for what scenario. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, it's well, definitely I, like we should that. do. We that's should do a whole
1: episode I, on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm completely fascinated. I'm actually going to write episode.
0: a deep dive into the history of the plunger.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the the bar plunger.
1: Quotes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing what, what you have to do, like, you know, on a, on a nightly basis and pivoting from one, one task to the other. Um, uh, but this seems, this seems above the pale, even for, even for bartenders, uh, I have to say, um, do you think that we'll see certain types of bars that will survive? I mean, it seems every day we hear about bars closing for good. Like, are certain types of bars more well set up to to survive and, and reopen um you know once this is over
4: oh boy um i mean i don't know, know if there's I an answer I, I mean yeah, I, yeah. I, I i hate to like
1: that's why i want you to answer not me yeah.
4: <laughs> To take it in this direction, but like, you know, this, this whole conversation, um, not this particular conversation, just this, like this kind of global conversation is like, well, what are bars going to do to to make it and who's going to make it and who's not going to make it. And the the sad reality is that like, the only thing that's going to save all of this is uh, by requiring the mortgage companies yep. to put a pause on the loans and you know, not um, not allow people to collect mortgages, mortgage payments until this is over, not allow people to collect rent until this is over, and just sit mm-hmm. and and get it done. and and it's not. It, it shouldn't be the bar. It shouldn't be a bar's responsibility to figure out how to fucking navigate a pandemic. Like we're not, yeah. we're not dealing with the real problem. The reason the bars are going out of business is not because they're bad design. It's just because they can't afford to pay, especially in Manhattan. You're seeing it right now. And, and we're about to see a whole lot more of it, you know, when people can't pay $70,000 a month in rent. Yeah. You know?
3: yeah. I mean, but I mean, I think it's, it's
4: not. It's not. It's not a question of like you know what kind of fucking to go cocktails are you gonna do <laughs> right. to save yourself. Right, you know, like, it's right. A-
3: like news. Yeah, like newsflash. My bar. We're lucky. We already have a back patio. We have the little punk parquet in the front. We're running. We have to close at eleven p.m. because it's New York City during COVID. We're running at about fifty percent. We're lucky because we we have a landlord that helped us out. But most people don't have that scenario. And yeah. I will also say that, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of work with the Independent Restaurant Coalition. Um, I was actually asked to come on um, because of Neil Bodenheimer and NOLA. And now I'm on the advisory board. And the reason why I'm there is to represent bars. Because for a long time, like, we're going to save restaurants. So I was like, what about bars? And what is the difference anyway? We are fighting for a Restaurants Act, which you know I put in like, and bars, but Restaurants Act is what it's called, which is basically a bailout for bars and restaurants, because the fact of the matter is, bars are the antithesis of COVID. Bars are the antithesis of Six Feet of Separation. We are Mm -hmm. sticking straws in our mouth, food in our mouth, snacks in our mouth. Masks don't conduce that. We're like getting a little buzz and hugging people. And we- Talking loud. Talking loud, screaming, Mm -hmm. shouting, singing, whatever. Um, And we need, um, if anywhere is going to survive, we do need a break on our, on you know, we can sell our entire liquor room dry and still not be able to survive. You know, Um, we need help on rent. We need help on all these different things. And really, I think we need a bailout because, you know, people might not realize it now, but like. Say goodbye to your Tinder dates. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have nowhere to go except like some creepy guy you met in the internet's house. You don't want to do that. You know, like we need to figure out a a bailout because it doesn't matter who you are. If this goes on for a long time, everywhere's in danger of closing. Unless you have, you know, Wall Street, some big money bags investor's got a huge ego wanting to keep his place open.
0: That's the reality of the situation, I think often it's not even the landlord, uh, you know, often the landlord doesn't even have discretion because they've got mortgages that are being, yes,
4: you, you got to go all the way to the top. Yeah, it's do. not the landlord. I mean, I mean, in a lot of, not all landlords are giant, like no. fat cats. Some some landlords are small business owners, you know, <laughs> that just happen to like rent one building. Others are
0: complete assholes, and I've heard about them.
4: I, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but, but 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 you can't, can't they're not all like that. You can't make a rule to no. you know no, you filter out. You the you the, the only save. the only people that are making any money are 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 the mortgage companies. They yeah. can they can wait. They
0: can wait. They can wait. You tack it on a yeah, or
3: or, or or cancel real estate. Tax and have it passed through to your tenants. You know, there's all these different options that could happen, but there's no way
0: people can tax. You know, real estate pa- tax pays for the for the city service.
3: Well, precisely. The, so that's not going to happen, right? So, that happen
0: as well. You know, yeah. it it pays for the streetlights that that make it possible for people to uh, walk down your block. So I mean, it's a real it's a it's it's a complicated issue, obviously.
1: Thank you all for, for coming on today. Uh, Dave and I um, look forward to seeing you at your bars uh, whenever that is. Uh, hopefully sooner mm-hmm. than later. We'll um, hopefully.
0: We'll,
1: we'll roll up in our own plexiglass boxes. and, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and Glass uh, windows on the side. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll use your broom closet, Jeffrey, if that's okay to, to have my cocktail. Make, um, make sure that plexiglass is tinted
4: if you guys aren't getting I'm, I'm going to
0: bring my own plunger, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes.
4: we're,
1: we're going to, but... Uh, get, a, get a
4: haircut or tint that
1: glass.
0: <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's the beauty.
1: Nobody knows how long my hair is. <laughs> Thank you for sharing where you're all seeing, and be well. Be
2: well.
0: Paula reminds you to please drink responsibly.